The Impact Accelerator is a research and grant development office in the College of Education, Criminal Justice, Human Services, and Information Technology at the University of Cincinnati. The department was designed to assist faculty, staff, and students in applying for and receiving external funding dollars. Welcome to How to Get Funded Without Really Trying, where we put the fun in funding. I'm Claire, and I oversee a department called the Impact Accelerator. We're an office that supports grant proposals and research development. And I'm Krista, a graduate student working in the Impact Accelerator. In this episode, we'll be discussing various career opportunities available in the research enterprise with a heavy focus on research development and research administration. Most people probably don't know a lot about the various aspects that, one, go into doing research, and two, doing it successfully and effectively. This episode is going to look behind the curtain at the research enterprise and hopefully provide you with some baseline knowledge on this exciting field. It's important to know that careers in research support and research enterprise are common and necessary. I mean, we use research for every single piece of our life. So having careers and people who know how to make sure that people are doing those, doing research successfully, safely, um, thinking about the uh, safety of the public, all of that stuff is really necessary. Um, any research project needs support, no matter how big or small that you think it is, there's going to need to be a team behind you that's helping you to um, make sure that everything is going correctly. And if you don't know who that team is, you should probably start asking a lot of questions because the team behind you is amazing, whether they're the people that are signing off on your expenses or helping you with proposals or proofreading your stuff or making sure you don't forget page numbers on your grant proposal documents, right? Um, they might be behind their curtain, but they're integral to this process. So we talk about how research is necessary and every project needs support, but what even is the research enterprise? Basically, any position, company, entity that supports, conducts, advocates, or oversees research is considered part of the research enterprise. This includes anything and everything in the life cycle of a project, starting with the prep work, flushing out the project, gathering collaborators, writing a proposal, getting the award, doing the project or research, submitting your institutional review board protocol, passing audits, wrapping up your project, closing it out, disseminating your results and what you found, and then kind of wrapping things up with your business office at the end. So think about financials. So who are the people that help you with your grant proposal budget? Who are the personnel and accounts payable or billing? Who help you make sure you're ordering the correct things for your proposal and then that those charges are getting posted to your grant account, right? Um, we also have the people who are doing the research. So we've got kind of that pre-award, pre-research stage of grant proposal 
development or even research development. Um, it could be strategic planning. It could be anything that happens before the research starts or before that grant is awarded. This section also includes post-award, the actual doing of the project or conducting the research. So sometimes you get a grant, right? And after you are awarded that grant, post-award, you are conducting your project, you are doing research, or it could be that you're doing it for free, right? We do that a lot in social sciences, uh, no matter what the funder, the actual doing of the research you, well, I'm always going to throw project management in there because we need project management of all of these different pieces of the research enterprise. Uh, compliance. We have internal auditors, external auditors, auditors, auditors from the funders, auditors from the government, auditors from lots of different places. Uh, institutional review boards. I would also put them in compliance as well. Are you adhering to the rules and regulations for human subjects research or this isn't our realm at all, but labs and animals and labs and clinical trials and hazardous materials and import, export. This is the Office of Research's space, so this is not our space, so we'll turn it over to them later to talk about compliance. Um, you could also have the administration of the research enterprise. So think about vice president, C-suite, who is overseeing the research enterprise at a high level um, inside our institutions. It would be Office of Research, Office of Innovation, things like that. But outside, it could be executive directors, directors of ITs, um, director of IT. How about the director of IT? Let's try that one. Also, technology commercialization. How are you taking your research, your innovation, your inventions and uh, applying for a patent? How are you selling that to private industry partners, right? How are you getting your invention, your piece of machinery, equipment, et cetera, out into the universe? Uh, research policy. I'll throw that one in there, too. You've got lots of people in Washington, D.C., on the congressional floor, and then in lobbyist firms. I'll also say government relations folks who work with higher ed or outside higher ed who are advocating for research policies and procedures at all different levels. So, like, here at UC, we have, I mean, just within CCH, we have a really great grant administration team you if you're walking through the halls of uc you might not see them um but they're always there jody's always in our office making sure people's budgets are done correctly um and input correctly um and so there are a lot of different organizations and institutions that use research administration professionals for example you see universities and colleges have multiple teams of research administration professionals making sure that the research is getting done, making sure that people are submitting their reports to funders on time um, so that they can continue to be a viable option to get money to continue to do research. Can we also give a quick shout out to the smaller universities and colleges? Because we have great large grant support teams here at UC and I think other art ones had that as well. But our smaller universities and colleges, shout out Erica Kennedy up at John Carroll University. She is a sponsored programs department of one. 
And I know they're a smaller university, but they still do millions of dollars in research and it's just her. So we see you. We, we know how hard it is and we thank you for everything you do. Also want to make sure we give a shout out to the emerging research institutions, historically black colleges and universities, Hispanic serving institutions, oh, tribal colleges and universities, the Asian American and Native American Pacific Islander serving institutions, liberal arts, primarily undergraduate institutions, community colleges, our twos who want to be our ones, uh, anybody who's situated within an institution of higher education, whether or not you have a large team or a small team supporting you with your research and your grants. We see you. We know the great work that you do, whether you're a researcher, you're a faculty, you're a staff, you're a student, you're a postdoc, you're on the grant administration side, you're in front of the camera, you're working in government relations. We see you. Um, and just please support all of your grant teams. This work is hard, um, and we need each other always. Back to you, Chris, to talk about think tanks, because that went on a <laughs> much larger tangent, but I want to make sure we recognized all of the different types of universities and institutions out there. Exactly. And our granted grant, just so weird to say, but we will be doing surveys, convenings to talk about the barriers that not our ones are facing. We're trying to change the research enterprise landscape. More information later. Stay tuned. So beyond universities and colleges, there are also think tank organizations um, like RTI, Research Triangle Institute International, RTII, also known as RTI. It's not a great acronym. I, you know, but everybody knows it. RTI. It, That's all. Yeah. Um, so they're both public and private think tank organizations that do research and have research administration teams, however small or large they may be. And then there's also nonprofit organizations. Um, there's a lot of them that do this work as well. Um, for example, Arnold, Arnold Ventures does a lot of work in the social justice field, really trying to better society as a whole. RTI. Is RTI a nonprofit also? I think there's some overlap there. No. Oh, okay, cool. Pew Charitable Trust. Pew Charitable Trust. Um, if you've seen some seemingly random surveys being done and people talking about this portion of the population says this, a lot of times it comes from Pew. They do a lot of national surveys on a wide range of topics. I actually just use them for building my own survey. So thank you to everyone at Pew for helping me also do research. They are not a sponsor. But if you want to be Pew, give us a call. We're happy to have that conversation with you. Not a sponsor. <laughs> but what we, we really are trying to say is all of these different entities need research-oriented professionals. And oftentimes it doesn't matter what your field of study is. So we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but I have a background in journalism, public relations, fell into criminal justice. Uh, it's a whole other conversation. And then uh, now I run a grant supports department. I don't think I saw that in my cards at all. We oftentimes have people with theater degrees or history degrees or engineering degrees, right, working in these spaces. So if you have a graduate degree and you don't want to do research or you don't want to be a professor because that, that life is not for everyone and that's totally okay. 
you might find your niche, you might find your spot inside research administration, research development, compliance, something in the research enterprise. Another career option for someone who doesn't want to go into academia but loves research might be to work for a professional development organization. I know we're talking about the overall research enterprise today, but we are specifically highlighting research administration and research development. So within the larger research enterprise, 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 (laughs) there are three really big national and international organizations that we look to for research enterprise and development and learning from these individuals or these entities. So the first is INCURA, that is the National Council of University Research Administrators, um, which was founded in 1959 as a nonprofit dedicated to advancing the profession of research administration. And they put on both I think three national conferences or two technically, the big national conference and then FRA, PRA, which is the national. And then they also have smaller regional conferences as well. And they offer, not only do they put on these conferences, but they also offer a lot of resources, including a magazine. They have webinars, a podcast, a journal, a journal. Yeah. Peer reviewed journal peer review journal, um, trainings, and they largely focus on universities, kind of universities and colleges. Uh, The second organization is SRAI, which is Society Society of Research Administration International, which is a global research management society providing education, professional development, and comprehensive information for professionals from over 40 countries. So this organization is an international one and it does not focus solely on universities and colleges. And they also hold an annual conference and partner with international research management societies. And then the third is NORDUP, which is the National Organization of Research Development Professionals, which was founded in 2011 to be an international leader in defining and growing research development. They also hold an annual conference and offer a lot of different resources, including research development how-tos. Word on the street is they're going to have a virtual conference in addition to the in-person conference this year. NORDUP is not a sponsor, but if you want to be, give us a call. Once again, not sponsored. Their conference is November 1st through November 3rd. I don't know if this episode will be out by then. But. Fingers crossed. I hope we're that popular. <laughs> there, That's just a couple of the professional organizations and societies that my team and I follow. We know that there's also Association of Public Land Grant Universities. We've got Equal Opportunity in Higher Ed, NCUBO, KUKUBO, American Indian Higher Education Consortium, FDP, the Federal Demonstration Partnership. Love your templates. Thank you so much for everything that you do, right? There's dozens and dozens of professional organizations in the research enterprise. We wanted to tell you all that because each one of those Foundations, societies, organizations, et cetera, they all typically have full-time staff that work 
at kind of like a central level for the organization. They also have volunteer members um, and then members who have like leadership roles within their organizations or societies. But if you, again, have a graduate degree, or even if you don't, if you're bachelor's degree and you're interested in research this could be the place for you there's dozens of these types of organizations inside the research enterprise Something else we want to highlight, uh, especially in research administration and research development, I know that this is something that we in these fields have struggled with. We do not really have certificates or programs. There's no undergraduate degree in research administration to help feed professionals into our field. Um, We know that If you have a PhD and you want to do research, right, there's a place for you in our research enterprise. Um, But that's not really the case for administration, development, and even I would argue some of the compliance spaces as well. Um, A couple of those spaces have maybe like professional certificates or you can be a certified research administrator. I know the institutional review boards, they have some certificate hierarchies as well. Um, We're really just kind of looking at in this space, did you go to the conferences? Are you keeping up to date on the latest technologies and innovations and latest federal government law change of the day? Because that happens all the time. Thank you, federal government. So we're not always, and I'll say we are always struggling to find people who understand what research administration and development are and want to be involved. So I would love, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to tell them about my dreams because I don't want somebody on my podcast to tell my dreams. We'll keep them back. The Claire's dreams are redacted. Redacted dreams. But just know they're out there. And big dreams. We're working Billy on empire. making them come true. But the empire won't strike back. It's not that kind of empire. Clay's going to love that reference. But we can't put this in there. It's staying in there. No, you can't. I'm I gonna, said the word. I'm going to redact that part. Okay. They won't hear it. How are you going to redact it? Just cut it out. Okay. That's what editing's for. Editing magic. (laughs) All right. Now we've come to the part of this podcast episode where we give you some real talk, realistic, uh, practical examples of potential career paths for our listeners out there. So if you love organizing documents and formatting is your jam. We do have a huge chunk of our students that work in the Impact Accelerator and they love formatting. It makes their heart happy. If that is you, you might want to think about pre-award or grant proposal assistance, research administration, um, kind of those things that check boxes, organizing, following rules. Um, If you're a linear thinker, this could be a good place for you. Being in a grant administrator position within a research center, whether or not you're within an institution of higher education, a college, university, et cetera, that could be a good place for you. There's stuff in the medical realm. There's stuff in hard sciences, chemistry, engineering. 
engineering, uh, biology. You could come into social sciences, um, sociology, political science, education, criminal justice, behavioral health, or believe it or not, there is research work within fine arts. Looking over at UCCM at the University of Cincinnati, world leader, and DAP. Yeah, the College of DAP. They're an internationally known college for their design programs and all of them have research dollars research proposals projects that happen within those disciplines so no matter your field of interest there's probably a place for you within an institution of higher education uh looking at central administration in a university or college a lot of, especially R1s and even medical schools, the medical school is not my jam either. They're huge. It's a world that I don't know a lot about, but I've met a lot of people who work in the grant world in, within medical colleges and they love it. Absolutely. There's so much opportunity and movement and innovation and they have really big grant dollars over there. Uh, UC's College of Medicine blows the rest of our colleges out of the water. I think they bring in like $100 million. Plus, Jeez. without trying, they're awesome over there. Um, I'll stick and be super happy with my $100,000 NSF grant. But central administration could be a very applicable career platform career path for our listeners. Um, I think our Cent sponsored programs office has lots of different departments, pre-award, post-award, uh, the people that talk to the scary sponsors sometimes. So they're... 20, 25 plus, I think. Um, some of them are remote. Some of them are hybrid. Some are, some of them are in person. I know a lot of universities across the country are going to remote and hybrid positions. And now to the money people. If you love working with money or you were a finance major in college, you might really fit in with like accounts, billing, budget stuff for grant proposals. I know we think that, oh yes, you see the institution, we have a finance, I'll say department, they're bigger than that. They've got to be like a division. But you might also find joy in doing budgets for grant proposals and helping faculty and staff be creative with their money and make sure they follow the rules and pass their audits and things <laughs> like that. Or if you love doing the research, that is cool too, right? You don't necessarily have to be a faculty member and work on research. You could be a research staff member within a center or we even have research staff within our schools and departments. You could do that too. I know a lot of universities kind of similarly have project managers. I love to project manage a project. It's Same. so fun. Give me a good table and a checklist, color code. It makes my heart happy. But project managers, a lot of times I feel like as a society, we hear about them in like corporate world or something like that. But really, that's a huge part of what I did as a researcher, as a research staff member and what I do today. And I know Krista and others on my team, you project manage the crap out of a lot of proposals. So that might be something, too. If you like telling people what to do, shout out if anybody ever called you bossy, <laughs> this might be your jam. It's super fun. It is super it's so fun. fun. Uh, on the post-award side, let's talk a little bit about 
the research. So um, I mentioned institutional review boards. Shout out to IRBs. We know your work is hard. Also, shout out to Henrietta Lacks, who and lots of other mismanaged human subjects um, in the history of the world. We are so sorry, but we are. I'm really glad that we now have protections for our human subjects within our research spaces. If you have not read The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, that's your homework. You need to go read it because it's likely that you are alive because of it. Absolutely. Um, Quick Google search will also help you educate educate yourself there. So on post award, right, we talked about researchers. You've got institutional review board staff. We have a pretty robust institutional review board team from what I understand. Um, So if you like to organize things, IRB, I know they have – I think our IRB actually meets every week. They have two separate boards that alternate. Isn't that fascinating? We have enough research here, even as I would say a small R1, uh, to have an institutional review board meeting every single week. So I can't imagine like – Hopkins or Mayo Clinic. Yeah, they like. I heard that they like specifically schedule out like the way that they do their meetings as well. Because there's like a way that if you are eligible for like an expedited review, that's a different meeting than the regular ones that have to go through like all the full process. So if you like to organize things, institutional review boards might be your jam or auditors, right? We talked about that. I guess that could be considered central administration too. Uh, But I loved working in compliance. It was so fun. There's just something that also makes my heart sing about being like, you did not do what you <laughs> said you were going to do. Holding people accountable. Maybe that's what I should say. Holding people accountable. Uh, so lots of opportunities in post-award and central administration. Also think about government jobs. So we have people all over the country. I'm sure even uh, internationally as well analysts program managers directors within the government that are working on research we have air force bases army bases across the country and they're most of them i'm gonna say most government can come at me uh but i'm sure they're doing research and innovation and you know being creative i mean they have to make planes some way keep our military at the top, right? So there's lots of opportunities within the government. Or uh, one of the larger spaces that we haven't talked about is you could work for the funders. You don't have to be on the university or college side. You could go work for Arnold Ventures. Shout out to Arnold Ventures and all the super cool social science work that you're doing. You could go be a project manager or they have a whole marketing team over there too and they write briefs for congressional hearings and interviews weren't that good morning america they were on like a talk show arnold ventures people it was great please share your work continue to innovate but you could go work for the sponsors maybe you don't want to do the you know grant proposal hustle maybe you want to go work for the national science foundation or another large research funder and then you can set the strategic plan you don't have to respond to the strategic plan. You could set it. Yeah. Maybe you want to start out doing like being a reviewer for one of those. See yeah, how you yeah. like it. Well, I mean, there's like a process to get into it. They don't just let anybody in, but there's a process. But maybe you kind of start on that side and then figure out if that's something that you like to do. Then you have your foot in the door. Be able Absolutely. to move up, become a program officer or something. Mm-hmm. 
lots of opportunity within the funders. Those are um, a lot of different um, potential areas that you could find a career in research administration. And so as like a sort of final thing, we figured we would kind of tell our stories or a small snippet of our stories of how we ended up in this space. Claire, you can go first. Me? I was going to make you go first. But you've been in it longer, so you can go. Fine. How's that? Did you just use reverse psychology or reverse pulled rank or something yes okay uh i love to tell this story so i'm happy to do it i did not know research administration existed i didn't even know i mean i knew grad school existed my mom was a teacher shout out mama um and she went to grad school because the state of ohio requires as a teacher that you get your master's degree in a certain amount of years so i knew grad school existed uh i didn't know that was an option for me uh, until my mentor in undergrad, Dr. Corey Cockrell, shout out Dr. Cockrell, uh, who is currently the interim president of Wilmington College. Badass right there. Um, Until she pulled me into her office and she was like, I haven't gotten any grad school reference requests for you. And I was like, what? And she was like, grad school, letters, you. And I was like, what? And she's like, you're going to grad school. And I was like, what? And she's like, step into my office. We're going to have a conversation. So I graduated in the recession and there were zero jobs. I think I had 40 some applications out in 2010 and 2011. And I got like one response out of those 40 applications. So anyone who's unemployed and doing the application hustle right now, I see you. I applaud you. Keep going. It gets better. Uh, And that so I went into grad school. For criminal justice, of all things. Uh, My dad was a police officer, and I just thought that's what cops were like. And then I found out there's theory and data and research and studies behind my life. And so I decided to get my graduate degree in criminal justice. UC gave me a full ride. Whoop, whoop. Shout out, School of Criminal Justice. Thank you. Almost went to American. They did not give me a full ride, but that's okay. Came to UC. That's where I was supposed to be. Uh, graduated, worked on Ed Latessa's prison project. That was my first taste of research. We did a full-scale evaluation of all the prisons in Ohio. And then I was like, I need a full-time job. I got to I got to pay back these student loans here. So I went into the nonprofit sector, did some program evaluation, continuous quality improvement, missed academia. Can't believe I said that. (laughs) I missed people to talk data with. I missed the resources, Uh, not having to buy my own pens. That's tough in nonprofit world. Uh, But I came back and did policing research for a little over a year. And then they created the Impact Accelerator. And I said, a volunteer's tribute. Millennial. Hashtag Hunger Games forever. Um, and I fell into this role. And I love to organize all the things. And I'm really good at coaching people, I have found out. And so now I'm a researcher. And we have a team of redacted number of people. And I love waking up every day and helping researchers make their lives easier and helping them bring in money. So I didn't even know research administration or even research development for that matter existed 
before I was in the pandemic. I had no idea. We were just trying to keep our heads above water. Um, but yeah, and that is how we have grown from a department of me. In a hallway. In a hallway, in a dream, right? Uh, to a very large department that submits about one to two proposals a week, mostly in social sciences. Over to you, Krista. It's my turn. I briefly mentioned how I got into this in the first episode. So if you haven't listened to that, you have to go listen to that. But um, so I have a bachelor's in criminal justice. I have a master's in criminal justice as well as a master's in social work. And then I decided. So I got a graduate research assistantship when I was in my master's for criminal justice. Um, So that was my job. And I got to kind of be on the other side of research in the sense of like, for students, you write papers, you write glorified literature reviews for your papers. But facts. Yeah, it's yeah. (laughs) But then when you so you read all of these research articles, but you're not oftentimes doing the research, you're just doing the front end part. And so I didn't really have any concept of really doing research um, until I got my RA position and then I was being able to work directly with faculty on research. Um, so that's when I decided for sure that I was going to go get my PhD. Um, but that's also where I like actually fell in love with doing research and being able to see the numbers the behind the scenes, not just reading and then regurgitating what everybody else said. So applied to a bunch of schools for PhD, chose UC, um, and then, <laughs> so I got here, I moved across the country from Texas to Ohio in August of 2020, the middle of, that was probably the second wave of mm-hmm. COVID, um, moved to a place that I never even visited. Uh, first year was all online, and then we were in person. I think at that point was 2021, fall of 2021, and I was a TA, so I was teaching a class And then I decided that I kind of didn't really want to teach the next semester. (laughs) Um, And then this is where the story picks up from the first episode where Clay and Brooke, who were GAs under Claire before. OG graduate students. They were part of the the hallway team. (laughs) (laughs) Assembling documents in the hallway. Um, They had a very small office. (laughs) They mentioned that Claire needed, um, had gotten funding from higher ups for getting a graduate, like a full time, which is 20 hours for graduate assistance from each of the four colleges or schools within CECH. And so they kind of advocated for me and they recruited me. I interviewed with Claire and got hired in December 2021. And I've been here since. And... I think it was probably a year in. Um, I knew I really liked it. Um, and then I think I was kind of just questioning what I really wanted to do. I was teaching, still taking classes and kind of like, I don't know if being a professor, which was what I originally came to school for. Um, I wasn't sure if that was really what I wanted to do. And so I was questioning. And then probably six, eight months ago, I made the decision that I was going to basically switch over and rather than being a professor, 
to work in the research enterprise space and well, research. Uh, 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 <laughs> Claire's like always trying to steal people away from academia. Because I don't feel like we as academics, we in higher ed, we as a society have done a good job at truly telling graduate students what their options are. Yeah. Right. Even as a master's student or even as someone who's parent had a graduate degree I didn't know what that meant no one ever told me educated me it's not like I watched well we didn't have YouTube back in my day <laughs> walked uphill both ways in the snow barefoot right school but no one told me or even gave me options I didn't know I had these kinds of options and they basically were like if you're in criminal justice you can go be a cop or you can be a professor and those are your two avenues and I was like there has to be more than that to our field so I am super proud that Krista is now the second <laughs> graduate student that I have I don't want to say stolen but convinced encouraged uh shown them the path to research development and research administration um can't help they don't want to be professors y'all it's yeah. just i mean the the thing that really pushed me over into research administration is we have been working closely with some of the local public school districts here and like and i say this to everyone who asks why i decided to switch is that in all of my personal statements for PhD programs, I said that my biggest thing is that I don't want to see research sitting in journals that are behind paywalls most of the time. Yes. So no one can get to them. And even if you are going to put your research into an open source journal, there's a very large fee to do that. So that's a whole other story. Very large. We're talking thousands. We're tens of thousands. Yeah. It's a lot. Just to put in an open source journal. So there's all these barriers ahead of time. But I don't want to see the research that we're doing that obviously we are seeing something significant happen that could help people. I don't want to lives. Yeah, I don't want to see it sit in a journal. And so working in the impact accelerator, I, I get to this point every time in the story and I'm like, I hate that I have to say it this way, but I see the impact directly <laughs> in the community. And Great so, name. Yeah. Larry Johnson. Good job. And Ed Latessa. <laughs> but like I see the impact within the community about the, you know, seeing us helping with Cincinnati public schools. We're helping those kids and their families. Like it's not just in a journal sitting behind maybe a few hundred people read the article and that that's it. Like it's actually helping. And so that was my biggest switch for like. Okay, research administration is what I want to do. And on top of that, not only do I get to see that impact, but I can still do research, which is what I also want to do. So I get the, not to quote Hannah Montana, but I get the best of both worlds. <laughs> Love Miley. <laughs> Miley forever. Miley is not a sponsor of this podcast, but you can call me and we can have a conversation. If you would like to fund something, I know you got it. So hold it. We went down a very different path here from, I mean, but the music industry, I'm sure they have research and innovation too. So let's bring that back around. Absolutely. Here we go. We, we literally, speaking of the impact, we literally just helped um, an individual who runs a nonprofit here in Cincinnati to help young kids 
get into media and make their own podcasts and videos and, teach them and media music. production. That's the impact that we're talking about. So research administration is everywhere. Oh, it is Stephen Easley. Thank you for of uh, what is it? Easily but easily bless media. I'm looking. Moving too fast. Sorry, we are pausing to find his name so that we can make sure we get it right. Shoot, hold on. I got to open a document. This is also a large part of our job is trying to find emails. Source documentation. Shout out to Dr. Marsha Rashpots, who taught me that, and Susan Lucas. We're going to have so many people named and thanks of our podcast. <laughs> Blessed Media Immersion Program. There you Steven go. Stephen Easley. Shout out to the awesome work that you and your team are doing. There you go. And that's the impact. It's helping people who are doing the work on the ground and who are helping the community. I mean, we are kind of here at UC. Our offices are here at UC, but like our reach is around Ohio, tri-state, probably further than that. We've we've worked with people in Washington and in Texas, not the part of Texas you're from, but other parts of Texas. <laughs> We love to be partners and collaborate with people from all 50 states. To summarize the podcast episode that we are in today, there are several career paths, many career paths under the umbrella of the research enterprise. Um, we focus most on research administration and research development, uh, but we know that there's way more out there. There are very few programs that provide credentials and degrees for the research enterprise, um, but they are out there. So if you're interested in getting one of those, some quick Google searches might help you. We'll also put some links on our Impact Accelerator website and social media. We know that careers in the research enterprise are vital to the success, not just of the work and the studies specifically that people work on, but to how we as a society approach research and how we as a country continue to innovate. So if you are a grad student or you've just graduated with your bachelor's or you are an industry professional who wants to learn more about grants and the research enterprise, um, please continue to follow our podcast or follow us on social media. We'll include our hashtags and handles later. Thank you again for listening to this episode on careers in the research enterprise. This has been Claire and Krista for how to get funded without really trying. We hope that you join us for our next episode, which is the beginning of a mini series here that we are calling Grants 101 Across the Fundingverse. Um, in that series, we're going to be taking you through various aspects of the grant proposal process, how to write a brighter impacts, what do you put in a budget, all of the different small things, a few funder specific stuff. So stay tuned. We're going to be sprinkling those episodes throughout. Before we go, we'd like to give a special shout out once again to Joey, a graduate student here in the Impact Accelerator for the music that you heard in this episode and all of the episodes and the Impact Accelerator for their continued support of this project. Oh, and don't forget to go fund yourself. <laughs> <laughs>